Rack, 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 ball, rack, 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 ball, rack. Franky, welcome back to another episode of the Frank and Dish Show. Episode 2-5. Quarter of a century, I think that means, right? I, if I was a betting man, I would say yes. I think that is a quarter of a century. I think, I think that means quarter <laughs> of a century. Um, but welcome back, Frank and Dish Show, where passion meets the mic. Frank, how we, Franky, how we doing today? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I've had a pretty solid week so far. Um, you know, just getting ready for summer recruiting. Reached out to some recruits. Some left me ghosted, so I had to leave voicemails, hoping they hit me back. Some returned replies, and they're all excited I called them. So, you know, you know how the recruiting grind goes. You send a f- hundred lines out, and you hope you get 15 nibbles. So, you know, that, right now I'm seeing little nibbles on my lines. Hopefully uh, hopefully it pans out well, but can't complain. Hell right, dude. I feel that about the recruits. Funny story about the recruits. Dude, I talked to this kid. was like, yeah, let's show him what I, I text him all. And he was like, let's show him on a phone call. Jump on a phone call. He like goes on to tell me how he's like a three-star football recruit has like an offer from like Iowa State and shit, and how like Virginia is looking at him for lacrosse and Notre Dame's looking at him from lacrosse. And I, I like stopped him. And was like, then why are we on the phone right now? <laughs> like, no <laughs> offense, dude, but like, if you're being recruited by Iowa State for football, why would you be looking here for lacrosse? It just it, didn't make sense. Maybe he wants to play both. I asked him that, and he was like, yeah, I thought about it. But still, dude, like I almost – if he decided to come here, I think – and he had an offer from Iowa State to play football, I'd probably be like, dude, you're making the wrong decision. True. I, I can understand that. I mean, that's kind of like I was looking up this uh, this one kid. I was watching his film. like, yo, this kid's actually kind of a good good lacrosse player. And I was watching. I was like, oh, I got his contact. Finally found his contact information. But the way I found his contact information was from his Twitter. And his Twitter – was all about him wanting to be a D1 quarterback in football. And I was like, ah, you're, yeah. kid, you're, you're pretty good at lacrosse. You sure you want to play, uh, play quarterback? You, you can be a close defenseman and tear it up yeah, at Susquehanna. Central Pennsylvania for lacrosse. <laughs> he's doing something wrong. Well, he, yeah. hey, he, he is from upstate New York, though. So it's not like he's coming from, like, somewhere fantastic. I don't give a shit where he's from, dude. It's like if you're coming to Central Illinois when you're a three-star football recruit, you're not raised properly. Like, you're doing yeah. something wrong. I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. What if they're more about the fine academics that Illinois Wesleyan has to offer? Sure, dude, but, like, still, <laughs> I think you got you to take your chances and play D1 FBS Big 12 football. Yeah, I mean, when you phrase it like that, he, this kid just sounds like a goddamn idiot. I, I mean, hey, at least, he, at least he talked to you. It's better than him just, like, ghosting. Dude, but at the same time, I felt like he was – I feel like we were, like, wasting each other's time. You probably you you probably were in hindsight. In hindsight, you definitely were wasting each other's time. Exactly, dude. It was like seven thirty at night on like a Friday night. I was like, "The hell, dude! Eh. This is gonna be rough." Well, in other news, I will also say that your boy is excited for this summer pickleball grind. I'm so excited. I, have you have you been playing pickleball recently or no? I haven't played in a long ass time, oh, dude. Diz, diz, diz. You're missing you out. What? You in a league? Yeah, I'm in a ladder league. I, I've missed the last two weeks. I'm in the ladder league at uh, at home with my family. My brothers keep telling me to show up. They're talking shit. My younger brother just did a tournament. He came in second. My old my dad just did two tournaments. He came in first and third. They're in prime pickleball form right now, and I'm like, God, what's a ladder f- league? Can you la- explain to our listeners? So to our listeners, a ladder league in pickleball is let's say we have because it takes four people to do it. Let's say we have 24 teams. 24 people in it, all right? So you get six groups of people playing pickleball, all right, throughout. 
when you win, you play three games to 15, but it's 16 total. I don't know why it's just to 15, but it's the, the, the final score is 16 for some reason. Don't ask me the question why. That's just how it is. But then at the end of the day, so it's like you and me would be partners for one game, and then I'll play against you two games when our partners rotate around, and you add up your score at the end. So say I won all three games. I would end up with 48 points. You won two out of the three games, depending on what you scored. Say you scored 15, 10, 8. You add that up together. That's your score, and you add that all up, and then you average it throughout the week. So after week one, week two, week three, week four, you have your average, and they put you like in the middle of the pack at the lower depth to try and get you balanced with the people you should be playing against so it's not, not like lopsided. But then it's also top 10 or whatever go to playoffs. So it's like you're battling to make sure you can get to the top 10 out of like 30 people. And it gets very, very intense, very competitive. And last year, my older Wait, brother – do you count your individual points? Yeah, like after the game, they score it, and then it's like, all right, what would you get? It's like, well, I got 15 – I won. I got 15. It's like, okay, what'd you get? I, I lost 15-4. Oh, you got so four. You that's going to hurt your average. You have a teammate or are you solo? Our point would teammates for the games, but solo individually for even everyone's total score. So you're competing right. against everyone. So does the point record for your, like, your team points, or is it like I personally scored at nine of the 15 points, so I get nine? Oh, no, points. no, 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 no. It's like if we scored 15 together, we oh, scored 15 okay. together. But then it's like if you scored 15 that round and then scored six the next round and I scored 15 – well, now I have 30 and you're at whatever. So it's like you need you need to make sure you do well and keep them close. Because last year, the week before the fine, week before the playoffs started, my older brother had a very, very poor show, showing. And I was in his group where he ended up with like a 20-point average. I don't think he scored more than three or four points. And it bumped him out of the playoffs because his average dropped so far. Um, yeah, so he, got, he was very upset and it's very competitive. I'm very excited to get back to that. And I'm excited to just go golfing. Yeah, I made the playoffs, and then I kind of cost my dad going to the championship. He was up third, like 11-2 on me and my partner. We came back and won 15-13, and then me and him were partners the next game, and I had one of my worst games ever, so knocked him out of the playoffs. <laughs> and then I got knocked out of the playoffs too. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, I will say, though, I'm also excited to go golfing, and you went golfing today, yeah? Yeah, dude, I'm getting back on the course for sure. I went there this weekend and then went back today um got got all my work done in the uh and then was done by like one o'clock and went out on the course how'd you, how'd you hit dude was awful off the tee box awful off the tee box but my uh pitch and wedge game and my putting game was was better than it was the last time i went that's good um, last time i went i was pretty good off the tee box but my chipping game was awful and then this time I was awful at the tee box and then my chipping game was pretty solid dude that's the thing about me i'm i'm terrible at the short game I'm usually good off the tee, but not get like not like I'll say good for like our level. I'm good off the tee box. I can hit it far. It'll be somewhere down there, and that's that's what matters. And then my irons are phenomenal. I'm pretty good with the irons, but chipping, horrible. I can't chip the same way. I've gotten better. You should have seen when I first started golf. My chip, I would launch it like two, like 120 yards. I'd be like 40 yards. I'm like, why is that doing that? And then I try to do it again. Two feet in front of me. I could. I can't. Yeah. I got no soft game. I got no touch. Yeah, dude, my pitching wedge game's not bad. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm fucking terrible. No, no, no. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying we're Tiger Woods. We're not Tiger Woods. I'm, out there. I'm terrible, dude. Like I, I struggle. Like my tee shot, I struggle to hit it straight. Like I, it always, it always goes left. Second shot, I'm always going to be off. the other. You're covering up your mic. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But Did you, anyway, you want to repeat saying, what you just said for our listeners in case they couldn't Yeah, hear? what I was saying is, like, my tee box shot always goes left. So then my second shot, I'm always hitting from the rough. 
Mm, so you slice like the I'm, ball or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I'm hardly ever hitting from the fairway, I feel like, on my second shot. Well, Diz, I got, I got a little-known fact for you. I'm not sure if you know this, but believe it or not, golf, ladies and gentlemen, fellow listeners, golf is a lot easier sport when you go fairway to green, fairway to green. If you're not in the rough, it's a pretty easy sport. But when you are like myself and like you are, it sounds like, it can be very, very frustrating and expensive if you lose balls. But if you're not losing balls and you're in the fairway, great time. Dude, it fucking like it's frustrating. Like my first four holes today, I was balling, dude. Like I birdied a par five and shit, was kind of balling. And then my last like four to five holes, my tee shots were so bad, dude. So bad. <laughs> and it was I was getting so pissed. I will admit, I'm also the type of guy, like, when I've gotten mad before, there's been a few times where I've gone, like, golfing by myself. Even with, like, my brother one time, I've gone golfing, and uh, I fucking <laughs> would play, like, so bad, I would just pick up and just leave. I'd be like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> like, fuck this. Yeah, dude, like, once I have, like, two or three bad tee shots in a row, it's hard for me to regroup. It, it's just hard. It's not like, A, hard to regroup, and B, it's hard for me to go out there and have fun when I just know of the five shots, six shots I'm about to have on this hole – one of them will be good. And I'm like, why can't I do that every time? And the next four will be chunk, 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 sliced. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm doing the same swing every time. It's not like yeah. I'm switching up my form. Another thing that was, like, bothering me is, like, I was just out there by myself. But I had, like, a guy behind me. So I felt, like, rushed. You know what I mean? Uh, dude, I hate when someone goes, yeah. You always, I always feel rushed. But always I couldn't, like, let him play through because there was a guy in front of me who was walking. And I was on a cart. Uh, so, like, I was waiting for him anyway. You know what I mean? See, and like I just like felt rushed all the time, and like I hated that. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say this: walking nine holes is a great time. Walking nine is a great time. You get your Hell. steps in, you enjoy the weather, you enjoy talking to your friends. I'm not saying you're having a beer out of the cooler while you're driving the golf cart. Obviously, that's not happening. But that's way more fun, bro. Uh, yes, but I'm saying when I'm by myself, walking nine is not bad. It's a good time. I get my steps in. I'm walking around enjoying the beautiful day, and I can just enjoy the moment. Now, if I'm with a group yeah, of buddies. I'm going to spend the $10 to get the cart every single fucking see, time. See, where, I, where, I, where, where I'm golfing, it, doesn't, it costs more than 10 bucks. I don't do it. It costs like a shit ton for a cart. Oh, well, that's different. It's an extra 10 bucks to fucking grab a cart. I'm going to grab those keys every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would prefer it. I'm just saying it's a great time to walk nine. I'm not saying walk 18. Walk 18 is brutal. That That is brutal. But walking nine, good time. Yeah, dude, I'll say this though. Like, walking, like, nine's a good time. I would be a better time if I was, like, good again. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, true. Like, I'm, half the time I'm having to go in the rough and search for my ball. So then, like, it's much easier <laughs> when I can just drive the cart over to it and drive, drive – and search for the ball that, rather that, than that is true. I do, I do lose some balls from walking because I can't find the placement and the, the the rough is so wide. I'm like, why? Well, just it's just gone. Golf carts you can just go so fast back and forth, then you find the yeah. ball and you're like, all right, there we go, hit it again. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but it was a good time. And then also this weekend, I went to uh, went to Chicago for the weekend. To Chicago, dude. I actually got a funny ass story to tell. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for the ladies and gentlemen. Wow, I'm kind of jacked up to tell. So, uh, the girlfriend was flying in Chicago. So I was picking her up from Chicago Yeah, fucking her flight gets delayed, gets delayed, gets delayed. So I end up not leaving my house till like nine o'clock, nine 30 at night, it's a two hour drive, get up there. She's like, it's still delayed. So I like go to this McDonald's. It's like, and by the way, when I'm driving up there, it is fucking downpouring the whole ride. Like 
like raining one of the hardest i've seen it rain in a long ass time like big ass droplets raining so hard dude so hard so i finally get up there and like still not here so i go to this mcdonald's i'm like you know i'm gonna be a nice guy and get pick her up some food like she's been in the airport for a long time with all these late flights so i'm like i'm gonna get her some food i like pull up to the window of the uh, mcdonald's dude and it is fucking downpouring and my like uh it stopped raining for like 10 minutes as soon as i get to the drive through i pull up to the window it starts downpouring again dude mm. the guy like has his window open to the drive through like to collect my money and he's like waiting to give me change counting it and like me not even thinking dude i just turn on my windshield wipers full speed and just a massive puddle goes flying off the windshield wipers right into his window in the drive-through, dude. And I started dying laughing. And it was this little Asian guy, and he was so fucking pissed. He was so fucking pissed, dude. As he should be. Puddle right into him, like got him soaked as he was inside this McDonald's counting my change. And I was dying laughing, dude. How like why how am I not gonna laugh at that? I dude, was cracked. Imagine up. imagine working at McDonald's and it's pouring rain. You're like, well fuck, it's pouring. And you're dry as hell, counting change, doing your job, and this asshole comes up and gets you soaked with his windshield wipers. Dude, I was laughing so fucking hard because I wasn't even really thinking. I just kinda like was like, Oh shit, it just started pouring. I need my wipers on and just like hit it and turn it on and just just right into the I wish, window. I wish I could have seen that. That would have been that would have been a funny video, dude. And I was cracking the fuck up, cracking the fuck up. It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, then ended up staying two nights in Chicago. Um, went to the Cubbies game Saturday. There was like a two hour rain delay, so we just sat in the stadium underneath the cover and just admired the view for the during the rain delay. Um, so that was. That was pretty dope. Cubbies fucking blew it in the ninth inning or in the eighth inning, something like that. Um, that means then, it was an exciting ball game, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a good game. And, I mean, I didn't think they were going to play, dude. It was raining all morning and shit. And rather than canceling it, they just pushed it back by two hours. But we didn't. they didn't say they were pushing it back until we walked into the stadium. So, like, we couldn't just pop around. So we ended up buying all these fucking stadium beers and shit because there's no re-entry. And this was all for your uh, your birthday, correct? Uh, it was just for a good time, honestly. Time. We were just going for a good time. Oh. Um, and then we went to the casino later that night. The Chicago is this massive fucking casino. And we went to it. It was dope, dude. It good. was dope. So you and I both had good weekends because I went to the Preakness, the horse race. And that was a time all set. Yeah, all I can Did say is this. A horse? What? You bet on a horse? No, I don't bet. But my brother did. Lost 500 bucks. Yeah. On one horse? He on, bet on one horse? On one horse. He bet on the uh, Emancipator, I think the name was, was the name of the horse. Ooh. And, uh, was he even close to winning? Came in second. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And it was funny because before he started, I was like, that's not a good idea. It's not smart to gamble 500. He said, gamble? I don't gamble. I just win money. And then he dropped it down. And I was like, now you're going to lose. And then he lost. And it was kind of, it was actually very intense because I had no money on it. But I was watching all the degenerates screaming at the TV. And I was like, who do you want? Like, I want five. And they're like, who do you want? Like, I want four. It's like, let's go three. Just chant a random number to get these guys pissed off. <laughs> Ugh, dude, if you're going pregnant, you got to at least throw like five bucks on a horse. Yeah, no, I should. I was just happy I saw a horse, dude. Yeah, I've been to Preakness before. It's dope as shit, dude. Preakness was is there like a concert there? Yeah, saw Chainsmokers and saw uh, Marshmallow. Chainsmokers made me relive my glory days. That's all I can That's say. That's sick, dude. Yeah, they were hyped. They were actually very, they were very, very good. Right? Reminded me of... 
better that time than the first time I saw them. But they were very phenomenal. Um, the only downside was very, very hot. Unlike you with the rain pour, ours was hot. So as soon as I stepped outside, I was dro dripping, drenched sweat. And then I got to Preakness. I just see all these dudes just like shirts all over the way buttoned down, off, just drenched in sweat. I'm like, well, at least I'm not the only one. But I kept my shirt on because I'm classy broad, you know. Come on, dude. You got to show off that summer body you've been working for. Yeah, but I'm pale, so I would have been sunburned as fuck, and that would have oh, sucked. Dude. Dude, I, I'm jealous, though, dude. Pre I've been to Preakness one time, and it was, like, really, really fun. Yeah. It was so fun. They had, like, all you can drink and shit. Yeah, the mug the club. Mug. It was yeah, Coors Light this year, club. too. It was Coors Light. They have, dude, they had the uh, kegs all, like, tubed together. All hooked together. Yeah, and it's dude. unlimited beer until they run out at the end of the day. And I make sure. Like, when we first got in there, so we started pregame at, like, 9. And we got there at, like, 11.45. We get in there, my brother and one of our buddies. We got beers. And we all just looked at her, clinked them together, chugged them, got back in line, got another one. We're like, that's the tempo we set. Got, we got so rowdy that one of my brother's friends, we got there at, like, 11.45. Like, noon is when we were finally, like, officially in and all. He left at 2. He was just so he was just so fucked up. He just just and you just had to go home. He just left. And we're like, where are you? He's like, I left. I couldn't handle it. And I was like, ah. What he just Ubered home? Yep. He Ubered back to a uh, to the place where we were going to rendezvous after. Well, Sheesh. that the person's place he went. What? Did you end up rendezvousing? We yeah we went we went to the bar after. I thought we were going to to a place, and I got Ubered to a bar, and I was like, this is just not good. So my Saturday was a long one, but it was a fun one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's dope. Mad jealous, that's nah. for sure. Um, do you have a, a question? I do have a question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the day. Dude, saw this on uh, Twitter. So if you could relive one night of your life, Frankie, which which would it be? One yeah. night of my life? Yeah. Is this like to redo it or like the same exact things happen? You get to relive it. No, relive it. Just re-experience it. Honestly... The one night I would love, dude. I have a lot of nights I would like to relive. Same, uh, dude. Same, but you gotta choose one for I the know. listeners. I, I know, lot, I know, dude. I know. So the one, the one night I will pick, just because I thought it was, uh, I don't know. In my opinion, a lot of fun. Um, the one night or day I would love to relive is when we did uh, senior year, senior week. Beer toss. Remember that day we did the beer toss around? We targeted uh, Hatala and all that? Yeah. You you and Lou eventually put mustard on my face and all that stuff. I went to the calf with Sharp. Yo, I got I got, I got got clowned on, but that was one of the most fun times. Where it was just like dudes being dudes. There's, we're all just sitting outside in the sun just tossing beers around, having a good time. I think I think it would be I think it would be that day. I love Dude, that day. Honestly, I don't blame you. Peak fun for me is going to a casino with all my friends. You're not going to have more fun than that. But I think like a close second, honestly, is when you have like a 15 person circle and you're able to get like a big beer toss game going. And you target specifically one person. <laughs> yeah, there's not many things that beat that either than like a 15 person beer toss game. Yeah, um, I don't blame you for that, dude. For me, for my listeners, again, I have a lot, but I'm going to win uh, Stanton Allen performed the concert at Oh, D2. that's a good one. That's a good one. Senior year also. Dude, I think that was actually like top three nights of my life and like that might sound fucking lame to some people no that was hype. that's how much fun i had that night like i remember like just like pausing and looking around and being like this is fucking awesome and like there's not many things dude that are gonna top that night because that was unbelievably like that was a 10 out of 10 right there 
10 out of 10. Because it's like you play, you plan something for like three or four months, and for it to like execute upon above expectations, not much beats that, dude. Not much beats that. I'm very, very jealous that you chose that because that was a lot. I mean, like another night, you can you can always say like a formal night, also. Like those were always fun, but like the other two are just standalone days that just were fantastic. And you're right, the stand day was one of the more cool things because I remember we brought all the freshmen in there and like this is a real concert he had like the real official DJ <laughs> the whole crowd was I mean as, as these people heard y'all some bitches blasting on our pod like you hear it it was loud people were screaming along to the songs it was actually one of the more cooler experiences I feel like Susquehanna Dude, had it was unbelievable because it was just like in Little Seelands Grove we had this absolute electric concert banger in like a 500 square foot apartment True. I would say another night, another night that just came to my head would have been junior year Wade Boggs. I thought that was a fun one, like the Wade Boggs Hong Kong, like those back to back days during that spring break. Yeah, dude, those, those, that, yeah, I do remember that because you know who won the championship. You did, dude. I have a, I have the interview with you and a you and your partner. It's a great this interview. Guy right here, you gotta send me the interview, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. It's a pretty. It was like five minutes. It's pretty long. It takes up a lot of my uh, storage. But the classic. You gotta send me this shit, dude. That was you're right. That was top night because that was another hype moment, dude. Yeah, that was hype. That was, hype that was very hype. I fucking yeah. I broke the table that night. <laughs> I remember I was fucking balling, dude. You, I was having I wonder, one of those nights where I was like I couldn't miss. Some just, some some people were saying you're on PEDs and you just dialed in for some reason, but that's just me. I'm that that was the rumor going around. You guys were using substance. I, dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was just locked in, locked in on that alcohol, locked in on the cups, and I, I played to win, dude. And I remember. Do you know how I lost? We lost like this. So I, my partner was Murphy, and we were going against Lou and someone, and they hit the cup, and we're like, all right, it's our turn. And boom, we hit it to, like, save ourselves. And then as soon as Murphy hits it, Lou shoots it back and, like, iced the game and, like, lost, and we lost. Like, it was just like, well, that's that. We got iced. Like, that all. that yeah. was probably top five. I think one of the most savage moments I've ever had, though, which is a night I would relive, too, is one time – when I wasn't 21, everyone, all my friends were 21 except for me and my buddy Ravis. Ravis. And they would all go to the bar for the fucking uh, beer pong tournament and, like, just leave me and Ravis. And, like, I was pissed off that, like, they ditched us one night. And me and Ravis were like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's just sneak into the bar. We go and sneak into the bar, dude. <laughs> fucking just walk right in. Enter our names into the beer pong tournament. And I'm fucking fired up because everyone just ditched. This is like a 30-team beer pong tournament. And me and Ravis win the whole fucking thing. Win the championship, dude. And every single game, I was chirping the fuck out of every team we played so hard. Like, just being a complete asshole. (laughs) Chirping them so hard, dude. But I was balling. Balling. And won the whole thing, dude. Won a fucking prize. Was chirping the fuck out of my buddy bar so hard he went and snitched on me. And told the bartender I wasn't 21, and they had to escort me out. But I, but you already won by that. You had, you had the tra- had, like, you had the, the black. Prize. You had the trip. I had like the prize in the bracket. Was like holding it up on my way out. Like <laughs> fuck all of you guys. And it was honestly, yeah, it was one of the top three, top five savage moves I've had. Because I fucking chirped the whole bar and I executed. And then you I got fucking, kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mic drop. Bounced immediately. I, I also like. I also liked the the last night in the Grove when you stood on the on the bar counter. <laughs> Do you, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you I won't go into more details about that, but that was also a fun night. But uh, dude, I'm the funniest guy. I'm the funniest guy in town. You're up there. Funniest you're definitely. You're definitely up there. You're definitely up. you and uh, Angel Investor. You two are both very funny. Oh, no, dude, I fucking topped him forever for the rest of our time alive. 
I'm ahead of him because well, of that. All right, all right. Well, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on now. So different different thing. I guess we went from biggest uh, question of the day to biggest loser. Diz, who is your biggest loser? Or you not have one? The fucking biggest loser, honestly, is Joe Girardi, manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. Back to back nights is straight up like. It's hard for me to say you get out coached in baseball because I'm a big believer managers don't do shit in baseball. But this fucking guy has straight up gotten out coached all season long, and it just came to a fold last night and the night before. Um, he's gone to last night. His fucking pitcher is finally heating up, balling, only at like 85 pitches or something like that. One out in like the fifth inning, strikes out a batter looking to make it one out. He goes out there and pulls him out, dude. Pulls him out. Next guy brings in, immediately lets up a home run. This is a tie game, meanwhile. Tie game. Let immediately lets up a home run. Then he like allows a single. Then he allows a pass ball that ends up in the guy scoring a run. So scored two runs without getting an out when there was nobody on base, this fucking reliever. Score another two runs, eight four. Game's over at that point. Night before, dude, Phillies down one, top nine, one out. They have one guy on. Bryce Harbor hits a 420-foot bomb to take the lead in the top of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth rolls around. Rather than just going to his closer, he leaves the reliever in that had pitched last inning, goes out there, doesn't record a single out, lets up two runs. They lose on a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth. And, like, they need to fire fucking Joe Girardi. He's clueless, doesn't know how to manage a baseball game. Joe Girardi fucking blows. The bullpen for the Phillies blow. Bryce Harper's hot. They're not taking advantage. Girardi needs to go before the Mets extend their uh, lead for first place. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to go into a big rant about my big loser. I'm just going to say the name, and you people will understand what I mean by the name when I say it because I don't need to go into a rant because I don't feel like it. Uh, just Biden. That's all I'm going to say. That's my biggest loser. Um, you people should know why. Just look what's going on. That's all I have to say. So moving on from that. Uh, chaos, Mom. What? Chaos. chaos. Chaos, dude. Chaos. It's so chaotic right now. It's um, very chaotic. Yeah, it's awful. Awful. Another, another rant I have. I got a funny story. All right, let me hear. Do, you, do, you, do we have time? I think we have, Yeah, we have time. It's been we a while, time. dude, and I feel like a lot of funny shit's happened to me over the last 10 let's days. Let's hear it. Let's so. hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I, I haven't gone to the dentist for like 15 years. Long ass time, dude. Long ass time. I finally get fucking in dental. I'm fired up to go to the dentist for the first time in 15 years, dude. Now, granted, I have fucking horrible teeth. Don't get me wrong. But I'm fired the fuck up to go to the dentist. I'm, like, going to go in there for a checkup, get a little clean done, pump this shit. They do all these tests, say I have gum infection, and that I'm risking losing my teeth and oral cancer. And that I have to get some, like, therapeutical procedure done. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, of course. I'm, I'm like, panicking. I'm like, yeah, I need to get this done. need to get this done. Go to the receptionist. Pulls, she pulls out the check. You know how much You know how much, how much she tells me it costs? I don't want to know. <laughs> Do Dude, I want to know? 1500 bucks. Jesus Christ. 1500 bucks. And I'm like, well, I got to get this done, dude. She's saying I'm going to lose my teeth, oral cancer and shit. So I'm like, here you go. And I just, like, hand her my card, swipes away, takes me back. They take me back to this room. Next thing you know, I have fucking Novocaine in my mouth and shit, and they're digging in my mouth, like, doing this, like, 45-minute-long procedure and shit, giving me all this special stuff. 
and I'm on my way. And then I had Novocaine in my mouth. And I had right afterwards, I had to go talk to a high school team about playing this summer. So I go and talk to this high school team with fucking like Novocaine in my mouth, dude. And just like played it off cool, got away with it. And it was an unbelievable five hours I had. Unbelievable. Well, now I want to go to the dentist to check my mouth, but I don't want to go to the dentist because I don't want that experience. Dude, needless to say, I have the, now I have the best fucking teeth in America. So you're the funniest guy in the room, and you have the best teeth. <laughs> I have the best. I have the best fucking teeth in America, dude. I've been smiling big for the last week and a half. Best teeth in America, right here, because I had therapeutical procedures done. Well, it was pretty good. I guess that's going to take us to our next segment. Do you want to talk about NBA or lacrosse first? Go oh, NBA, dude. Before it's quicker and easier. All I have to say is this: Jason Tatum is that dude. That's all you need to know. Is he? Yes. Is he? Yes. Dude, I'm going to say this. This is the worst conference finals I've ever seen in my life. I, I watch the Phillies over the conference finals now because it's so bad. Well, you're missing a good one between the Heat Celtics. No, I'm not, dude. I watched, I watched the first three games. I was like, this is fucking awful. Tatum's not even that good, I feel like. Oh, my God. Who, who do you think's good? Joel Embiid? No one's been good, dude. The Stars have been awful. Butler's been awful. Tatum's been awful. Luka's been good. Luke has been good, but his team like kind of sucks, and he's getting exposed on defense. So, well, yeah, like, I'm not saying he's a defender. Yeah, but you got to be able to play defense, dude. Curry's this been playing is what well. I think. Dude. I think these NBA playoffs are showing or proving just how great LeBron was or is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, notice how we're trying to talk about current NBA teams and current players in the playoffs, and my man goes out to bring up the king. You have a fetish for him. I'm just going to say like, you have a theme for LeBron. And you're seeing how difficult it is to play good consistently night in and night out. Tatum's stat line last night, 7 of 20, 22 points and 5 turnovers. That's not good. Go to Lucas I mean, stats. 12 rebounds and 9 in assists, but like, still, it's not good. He was 2 of 8 from 3. Because you're acting like LeBron never Jimmy went Jimmy Butler, two. dude. Jimmy Butler last night, 4 of 18, 13 points. Yeah, but Jimmy like, Butler. Everyone was telling me two weeks, weeks ago, Jimmy Butler's that dog. Jimmy I was Butler. never saying that. I've never been on the Jimmy Butler bandwagon. Jimmy Butler, when it's playoff time, playoff Jimmy. And this is another problem. He, they never get scrutinized. I feel like they're just like, no one's getting scrutinized at all. And honestly, last night's game, going into the fourth quarter, I think the score was like 67-55. It was fucking pathetic. It was a good defensive battle. I'm glad you recognized defense. No one wants to see a fucking good def- That's not even a, If it's 67-55, that it's is poor not- shooting. <laughs> it's poor shooting. It's poor shooting. Yeah, it's bad shit. I mean, I will say, I mean, I, I've been enjoying the series so far. I mean, because I've actually been watching them. Um, I will say that I think the Celtics would be a better matchup against the Warriors than the Heat, in my opinion. I don't know if the Heat have enough sc- scores to keep up with the quote-unquote. I mean, the Warriors can just score at will. And I think the Celtics have Al Horford playing well. You have Jason Tatum playing well. You have Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart may not be a scorer, but he can play a little defense. I know Jimmy Butler can play defense, but, like, that's Marcus Smart's job, just defense. And I think it could work out for them. And right now they're the number one defensive team in the NBA. They make it hard on you guys. There's a reason why the Heat don't shoot well is because their defense efficiency from Dawson is very, very good. And you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to say it again. Jason Tatum is a dog. So go Celtics right now. Dude, I used to think that. No, he's not. Because I, I was at one point kind of rooting for the Celtics because, again, I think they're probably a better matchup for the Warriors. I agree with you. And they're more showtime than the Heat are. Like, I, like they're more enjoyable to watch. But I think it was game three, dude, I'm watching. 
fourth quarter, or no, it was like only the third quarter maybe even. Marcus Smart goes down with an injury, rolling around the ground. I think he was crying. I actually think he was crying. After he got stolen, after he got stolen, the ball stolen from him. (laughs) Dude, everyone thought he snapped his ankle in half. Like he clearly rolled his ankle super bad, and everyone thought it was like snapped in half, dude. Rolling around on the ground, the crowd gets quiet. He like goes to the locker room, dude. Comes back five minutes later, and he's back in the fucking game. And everyone's like, oh. And I'm like, bro, you can't be rolling around on the ground crying. Like, you, I'm telling you, I say this all the time. This should be a sports rule. If you go down so bad to where people have to come out on the field and the game has to stop, you shouldn't be allowed to go in for the next 15 minutes of game clock. I just, I mean, I, I've been a fan of that rule for any sport. Any sport, like, I've been a fan. No, you, yeah, you've that been, applies to you, all you've sports. Mentioned, you've mentioned that before, and I've been a fan every single time you said it because it's just a waste of our time. And the only reason why I, I will say, I will say, Jason Tatum, I've said it two times. I'll say it again, is a dog, but he did get the ball stolen from him and then acted like he had very, very. Yeah, bad. and that was what I was going to say next, dude. He went down. Everyone thought he tore his ACL. Everyone actually thought he was just tore his ACL and was done. And two minutes went by, and he was fucking back in the game. No, it's just because like, the, the, the ball got stolen from him. Plain and simple. It's bullshit. It's, and that's when I lost all respect for Boston, dude, and was like, all right, hopefully Miami wins. But at the same time, Jimmy Butler decided to be all talk, no play. That's a former He's all bark. Ball. He's all bark. No bite. All bark. Jimmy Butler. All bark. Yeah, um, so does that mean, do, do, you think it's, do, you, do you think it's the Warriors' uh, championship? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stay here and say the Warriors are guaranteed to win because I think Boston can beat them, but – it's, if I had a bet on a team, I'd be betting on the Warriors for sure. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, though, Draymond's kind of been getting like he's been a liability on the offensive end of the ball for them. And if Curry's if Curry's not shooting well, and we all know how Curry plays in the NBA Finals, not good. Clay Thompson's been kind of awful, honestly. He's been shitty from three points. Um, so I just think the Mavericks, like I don't think it has anything to do with what the Warriors are doing. I just think the Mavericks role players have been that bad. I agree. I agree. I just hope they. I mean, they can make it close. I'm glad they didn't get swept. It's just it. You said it best. It's just Luke out there. His team's not that good. And when Luke is doing everything on offense, and then they immediately tack him again on defense, it's like he's gonna get worn down throughout the throughout the game. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I think, I think, maybe they pull it out tonight in Golden State. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would be shocked if Dallas wins tonight. I, that's why I said I hope. I mean, uh, realistically, they probably won't, though. Yeah, I mean, I hope to hopefully extend the series a little bit, but I just want to see, like, also, it's another thing. It's like every single game has been a complete blowout, dude. When was the last time there was a close game? I mean, what what would you like consider? Every game's what, been won by 10 or more. What do you consider close in basketball, like, a, to the final play? Yeah, like the final uh, two yeah. minutes even. Yeah, it hasn't been. Like, that, that's basketball for you, though. Like, the last four minutes of the game, you already know who wins. You already know who won. Like every single game, it seems like one team at some point in the game's up by like twenty five points. So I'm gonna go on a limb here and just say this. You may not agree with it, but this is just gonna be a hot take because this is what the podcast is known for: doing hot takes. Best series in the NBA playoffs so far was the Grizzly Warriors. I'm just gonna throw it out there because every game came down to basically the final minute. I'm just gonna say it. I think it was the best series so far. No, I do agree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I think like uh, Milwaukee, Boston, I thought was good though. Honestly, that, I like that. No, that was a good one. I, I was just saying because like literally, like the Tims would be up at like ten plus, whatever it is, and then the Grizz would do a great comeback and win the game. And it was just like it was just fun basketball to watch. There was only yeah. like there was only one game where it was like a lopsided blow, and that was game two. 
And people were like chirping and shit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good one. I definitely watch more of the first round games than I have of the conference finals games. I'll tell you that. All right, all right. Well, have you been watching a lot of lacrosse recently? I just have to throw that out there. I don't know if you're yeah. a lacrosse fan or not. Yeah, so I missed the um, Saturday games, but I went back and rewatched them this week. Um, so I, I saw all the games from this weekend. Uh, saw all the games last weekend as well. That was a great day. Could sat on my couch and just watch lacrosse all day, um, and you couldn't beat it. But, dude, Maryland is just too just good. How about we start with that uh, Maryland-Virginia game? They're, they're, just, they're too good. They're just that good. It's Their offense actually makes it look so easy. Like Anthony uh, DeMaio was disgusting. Yeah. Was disgusting last game. Number uh, number 16 for Mayor was just disgusting. Dude. I feel like he was just doing anything he wanted. Yeah. Logan Wisnowskis, same thing. He's actually, like, phenomenal. Um, he's fun to watch. And it's just, like, it, it's tough to beat them because it's not like it's not like Chris Gray on UNC where one guy trying to take over. It's like, no, just the – the offensive flowing of the movement, they just look so well and move so so smooth that, like, you do a, a simple split dodge out of the alley, you know exactly where your two or three options are going to be. You either shoot, you can roll back and hit the guy who's fading behind, you can go to X, and as he goes to X, another cutter's coming, so you have all these looks being set up, and it's just, they're just fun to watch. And defensively, dude, they're just, they just don't get beat. Like one on one, like yeah. I mean, their D mids are very, very good. I mean, their D mids are. Think incredible. about think about being Bubba Fairman. You're an All American on offense, like third team honorable mention, All American on offense. You're not good enough to play offense this year. You're a D midi now. But he's like the third D mid. I feel like I, I'm not saying he's the number one D midi. I'm just saying he's a D midi. Like that. That should show you how deep this Maryland team is. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And then they have the face off guy too, who's unbelievable this year. Um, but. Dude, their offense, like, you know how they always say, I hope we're clicking at the right time? Like, their offense is, like, peak clicking, and it's, like, unbelievable to watch. It's so unbelievable because now they've mastered the subbing game, too. So they were exposing Virginia a lot in the subbing game, um, which is, like, even more incredible. It's, like, I don't know how you defend that. Um, They were trying to go zone. Like, they were trying to get their guys on the field. They were trying to lock off. Um, They just couldn't defend. They were trying the 10-man ride. Um, to mix it up a little bit. They couldn't defend it. And Maryland, if, if, with Maryland mastering the subbing game, and I think what happened is in practice, the coach is, is like, well, we mastered offense. Like, we don't need to practice that. We mastered defense. We don't need to practice that anymore. So let's spend the next 120 minutes just practicing the subbing game is what it looks like, dude. Um, because their subbing game against Virginia was, like, unbelievable off the charts. And it was just like, I don't know what to do. I like. I feel like the coach for Virginia, Tip, Lars Tiffany, was just standing there like, I don't know what to tell you guys. He, really he, looked, he looked very frustrated. Yeah. He, he looked very frustrated. Well, he even said after the game, like, this is the best team I've seen in 16 years. He's not wrong. I, yes. I thought he said longer. Who, who was the team 16 years ago? Virginia in 06. Was it that team? Really? Yeah. I thought he mentioned, I thought he mentioned like a Syracuse team from a while back, like the like that, early that 90s. Yeah. But they had Virginia in 06. It was really good. I think undefeated as well. Well, I can personally say yeah, that this, this Maryland team is the best team I've witnessed personally. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like like the quarterfinal games in general were kind of beat because, like, they weren't really great games, I feel like. I thought the Rutgers, I thought the Rutgers Penn one was good. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, one thing I will say about the quarterfinals is we got great goalie play in all the games. Yeah, so I love to see that. But, like, last year, I think, like, Two or three of the quarterfinal games went to like overtime. They did. 
They did. Yeah. They did. Like, so that's kind of sick. And then this year it was, like, kind of, like, blowouts for the most part. I mean, and I think Maryland has a lot to do with that. Is it Maryland, like, if they even cut, if a team even gets within, like, four goals of them, like, the rest of the run, I'd be surprised. Well, like, I- that I'll say this. This is going to go back to the fact that I personally still think that, like, the one team that could actually compete with Maryland was Notre Dame. Um, I think I've said this on the podcast. I think I've at least said it to you. Notre Dame had the offense to keep up with Maryland, but also the defense to slow down Maryland's offense. So, if, like, if Maryland's offense is clicking, they had the firepower to keep up, but their defense can slow down that offense because they're, it's Notre Dame's defense. They're, they're good at defense. That's the reason why I think they're Maryland's closest game by two goals all year. Uh, no one else has been that close. So, right. unfortunately, not there. I do think that even though I have Maryland Cornell in the finals, that's why I have, I do think the team to give Maryland its best chance could be Rutgers. Um, and that's because I think if Curse, the goalie, is uh, is on, because he's a good goalie in my opinion. If he's on, they can keep Rutgers in the game. The only downside is we've seen Rutgers play Maryland twice already, and they got blown out ten by 10-plus like both times. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that totally. I mean, he's he's been hot lately. He was great this past weekend. Um, and kind of leads me into a point. is like, for me watching the games, the biggest difference between D1 lacks and D3 lacks is goaltending and short stick D mid play. I think those are the two biggest eye openers to me. It's like, if you shoot a bad shot, it's, you're, it's being saved. Like, you got to have a good shot for it to go in. You know what I mean? Like, very rarely did I see any bad goals. I might have saw like two or three bad goals all week. Well, it's also, it's all, I mean, it's also just like, so I guess you can say yes, it's goaltending. Yes, it's short stick DMD. It's also shooting, dude. Like, there's some guys like hands free or like they're getting jammed and they're just putting that ball wherever they want. Meanwhile, it's D3, you have hands free and they're just shooting it high, shooting it off the cage, shooting it right at the goalie stick. They're just not as good shooters. So. I'm going to say it's stick work. The goalies come up with the saves, you know what I mean? No, yeah, but I'm going to say it's stick work in general also. They, yeah, they, I, would, I would agree with that they totally. Just, they just do some 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 phenomenal things with the stick, which is just fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And in the Rutgers-Penn game, watching it, I thought a glaring thing to me was Penn looked flat-out tired. Um, they looked tired, and they looked, like, uninspired. Um, that makes sense. I, I hate this. Like, the broadcast kept saying this is, like, like it's hot. It's hot. And I'm it's like, hot for both teams. Wah, wah, wah. It's fucking hot. You're playing in the NCAA quarterfinals. I don't care if it's 125 degrees. Suck it the fuck up. You're playing for a chance to go to the final four. I don't give a shit if it's hot. Yeah, I mean, but, like, again, I'm, it's going to go back to the uh, the curse. He had 18 saves that game. Like, he, he's on, dude. That's all I got to say. I want dude. Cornell to win, but I feel like if he's on, he can he can definitely give trouble for Maryland. Absolutely, dude, but I'll also say this. A huge turning point in that game was Penn scored a goal to go up, I think, 5-3. It was 4-3 Penn. They scored a goal, I think, to go up 5-3. But as the ball was going in the net, the Rutgers defender just blasted the Penn guy in the back and made him lay in the goal mouth. And they waved off the goal and called a push penalty. So it stayed 4-3. Penn went man up. And they turned it over on the man up. Rutgers went down and scored while man down to tie the game 4-4. And it was a huge turning point in the game in my eyes because Penn had all the momentum. We're about to go up two. Instead, they were tied off as a bullshit. It was a correct call, but it's a bullshit rule. It's a bullshit rule. Another difference I'll say, D1, D3, is they let those boys play D1. Dude, they're fucking – like if it's a big hit, I'll go back to the Maryland game, first 10 seconds of the game, senior captain, burnt, I mean uh, – with Snauskis, 
sets the tone, dude, and fucking crushes one of the um, one of their uh, teams defense. One of the Virginia defensemen, dude, shoulder to chest, crushed him. Two minute locked in in the D three world, D one world. It was three minutes, play. not just two. Three minutes. Yeah. He's not coming back in. D one world. It was a great play, and dude, that's that's called your senior captain setting the tone early. I've actually had some conversations with uh, Coach Stewie Moan about that. How like referees let the D one boys play more than the D three, and he's like every single time he's like, I, for example, we had a defender who's very physical. He does hits like that, and every single time he's like, look, it's a good hit. Like I I like it. But they're going to call on D3, but they're going to let them play up the street at Bucknell. They're going to let that hit happen. So he's like, I want to get a rule book for D3 lacrosse because they're not letting us play the same rules as D1. And I agree with it. I agree with it, dude. I do agree with it. But, again, it's fun for me to watch it because I do like the big hits. You know, I'm a big physical guy. Like, let, let the boys play. Let, let the boys go out there and clack, uh, clack, clack heads. Dude, they let them play big time. It's awesome to watch. Um, but – and then the um, – Were you shocked by um, the – the Princeton Yale game at all, or uh, I was, but at the same time, Yale couldn't defend one on one. They really struggled with uh, Princeton's offense defending one on one. I'd like to see how many goals were unassisted in that game, but it seemed like the uh, shiftiness of the Pens' um, attackmen, especially, gave Yale a lot of problems. So eight goals were unassisted. Yeah, I mean that makes sense because I'm telling you, dude, Yale really struggled. Um, defending one-on-one, and they had to go to a zone at some point. They got a few possessions back on the ride, but they had to go to a zone at one point. And if it wasn't for Yell's goalie being red hot in the first half, I think he had like 15 first-half saves, that game would have been out of hand early because Yell couldn't defend Princeton at all one-on-one. And you know who was doing the defending? Princeton. I thought their defense looked pretty good. Yeah, well, they were making it hard for Brandall to get the ball too, mm-hmm. which – Gave Yale a lot of problems. Which, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe maybe the coach can come up with a nice scheme to scheme against Maryland uh, for the semi this week. But at the same time, like, Maryland just looks – they just look like they have the better players also. So it's not going to really, in my opinion, matter. But you never know. That's why they play the game. The one thing I want to ask you about this game. All right. I want your honest opinion. What did you think of the Princeton uniforms? Dude, I don't like them. You didn't like, like, you them. Didn't like the orange helmet and all that? No, it just looks like too old school. Like I, I don't like it at all, honestly. I kind, I was, I was kind of fucking with it, but I, from my understanding, it was getting mixed reviews. So I was kind of curious to see what your input was of the blacks or the orange. I was talking to someone, and they say it was, they didn't like how much orange there was with the orange helmet. And I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting comment. I liked it. Yeah, though. it just looked, it looked kind of whack in my opinion. Like it looked kind of fucking like cheesy almost. Yeah, cheesy like could be cheesy for you. I kind of fucked with it. I mean, maybe because they won, that's why I liked it. I'm not gonna. And because your team's orange, maybe. I do like the color orange. I do like the color yeah, you orange. Should, you should cop those helmets, dude. I'm, 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 ta- I'm trying. I'm, I'm slowly talking to, slowly talking to Moan about trying to get to SCX. I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah, dude. Like leave the Princeton logos on them and everything. Leave, dude. Yes. <laughs> Then people will actually think we're Princeton when we pull up. That'd be, kind of, kind of, that'd be kind of badass. It'd be kind of fucking hilarious. We roll up in the Princeton gear. <laughs> yeah. Get it all off. Uh, what, what's that website called? Uh, like, uh, sideline Swap. Yeah, Sideline Swap. Just get Princeton helmets. <laughs> yeah, dude. That would actually be great. I would love that. That'd Freaking. be awesome. But no, I mean, honestly, I, I, I was very impressed with Princeton's. Not, it wasn't like you, – you mentioned the attackman. Yes, the Princeton's attackman looked good. But, like, in my opinion, that was team effort. That was just an all-around – Complete team performance to win that game. Um, so again, gritty win. We yeah. love we love gritty wins. We love the gritty I mean, wins. They, they sucked it up in the heat. Yeah, um, they did. They they weren't looking tired like Penn. Yeah, dude. Also, like 
I mean, Cornell, Delaware, we got. Um, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about that. Delaware, I think, was scoring. They were staying in the game because their defense, I thought, played pretty well. Um, but I thought offensively they struggled to win their one No, match. dude, the whole time, the whole time when I was watching, not this game I'm going to talk about, but the Georgetown game, the reason why Delaware won was because Delaware's D and goalie is kind of nice. It's not because, it wasn't because their offense was fantastic. I knew their offense was going to struggle against Cornell. It was going to be like, well, can they limit Cornell scoring like they did for Georgetown as much as possible? And they did. That's why they it was cl- And that's why it was close. Um, they did right. a good job. Yeah, I just Delaware on offense, just they couldn't draw a slide. So, again, they couldn't win their one-on-one matchups. They couldn't draw a slide. So all their goals were coming unsettled or in transition, um, which they did a good job of capitalizing on those opportunities. They just didn't create enough of those opportunities. And I mean, hey, at the end of the day, Delaware's defense did its job. They, for, they forced a curse to go one of nine shooting. Like, he shot 11%. Like, the, Well, what did Piatelli go? Piatelli, yeah. he went three of five. Yeah. He went six. Yeah, he, he, he was he, great he, early he on, well. especially. They they were well. losing him off ball. Um, they, were, they were struggling with him a lot. They just struggled a lot defending when the ball was at X. But you know, um, you know who I really like at Cornell, who I would just love to see play against, uh, like, Maryland specifically? Adler, the defenseman. Cornell has some, speaking of gritty, dude, speaking of gritty, I just looked outside my window and some chick who I've never seen before just doing the gritty past my window. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's kind of funny. But no, Adler, dude, I think Cornell has some very, very good, solid defensemen. I'm a big fan of Adler. I think he's good. But I also like, well, what's his name, dude? I think it. I think it's 14, Jack Follows. I think he's the lefty dude, and he has some nasty takeaway checks. I'm a big fan of him and Adler. I think they're both very, very good. Um, so I would like to see them go against Maryland to see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, Adler's a beast. And the thing about him, he's like 5'9 or something like that, dude. Like 5'10. And he's just like a meat stick. Yeah, but he just doesn't get beat. He's yeah, he's a fucking, he's a beast. He's like he's, yo- he's like yoked and athletic as hell. And that's that's all you need to be to be a good defender. Plus he gets all the leverage because he's small. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so. and he, he uses his stick so well. So I'm, I'm excited to see Adler. I thought he played well. And I mean, I like I said, uh, I don't I don't know if our fellow listeners uh, remember this, but I'll just repeat this. My D1 to bracket so far is almost perfect besides one game. I did not have Delaware over Georgetown, but everything else planned out. So if the gods like me, it will be Cornell, Maryland, this upcoming final on Monday. God respect that, Frankie. And that's what I think my prediction is, too, is Maryland over Cornell. Now that we're down to four, um, that, that would be my guess. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would expect Cornell and Maryland to both win this weekend. I mean, it, it, at the same time, it's like if Curse is on, dude. Kirk, like I was listening to this uh, one podcast, uh, the like the Barstool one, the like the crease dive, whatever it is, uh, and the one guy was mentioning how it's curse versus curse, and the older brother curses the goalie, and he's gonna have rental space in the younger curse's head. It's like okay, well that curse may not do well, but you're gonna be able to stop everyone else on uh, Cornell's offense. I think it's going to be a nice defensive battle. I'm not expecting like a 15-14 game. I'm expecting like maybe like a 10-9 type of game because I think both defenses are too good to let up a big run like that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think also you got to go back is like you realize transfer, the transfer portal is king. Oh, I mean, yeah. Rutgers and Maryland. I mean, Curse himself, Rutgers is a transfer. Maryland's got transfers all over the field. Rutgers got like a transfer to midfield, a Salisbury transfer to defense. Um, so, and who ended up guarding um, 
was on Hanley a lot of the game, dude. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think I think he was. I think he was. Yeah, for some reason, dude, he was. I was like, I feel like that was almost like the strategy is he was going to play up top on uh, Sam Hanley, which was pretty crazy. Pretty like, smart, was, though. Pretty yeah, smart. Yeah, no, I mean, the guy was on Salisbury last year, and now he's guarding the best midfielder in the country. It's kind of freaking, uh, freaking, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have that, and then for the Maryland Princeton game, I think Princeton can keep it within four or five, and that'd be. A I good, hope that'd be a good game. But at the same time, we we've mentioned it, Princeton. I mean, Maryland just looks like they're on a mission. They just look pissed off and they're hungry. I don't know what Tillman. Yeah. I don't know what Tillman's feeding those boys down there at College Park, but whatever they are, I gotta get the Riverhawks on the same grind. Seriously, dude. Seriously, we need that strength and conditioning coach. But should be a great uh, championship weekend. I'm pretty excited to watch, um, and I- I'm pulling for the Terps to pull it out. I gotta yeah. say, that's been my preseason pick all year. I'm gonna stick with it. So hopefully, it happens. Uh, the one thing I want to ask you is this: D2 and D1 champions, go. Who do you have? RIT in a route, um, and. To be honest with you, I don't even know who's in the D2 championship. I'm uh, looking Tampa, right. oh, Tampa. Tampa versus Mercy. Yeah, I have Tampa. Tampa, dude. Tampa is has been good all year. New coach. They just beat uh, Smoked Limestone in the semifinal. Guess the guess, old... guess where the coach is from also. Limestone, yep. yeah. Smoked his old no, team in the semis. Tampa, dude. They're, yeah. fucking, they're loaded. They've been rolling all year. I, I have Tampa over Mercy. I just think, I think the one thing about that, I was talking to Coach Stewie. I'm shocked Tampa's never made it to the finals. Do you think of like a program like they're all they're like always top five? They're always like well known, nationally known team, and they've never made the championship game. So I think they're going to do it. Cool story for Mercy. I just think the D two championship is usually more lopsided. It's not really like a, a close game for some reason. So I don't think Mercy's going to be able to compete with them. Um, I also have RIT. The one thing I'll say is this though: as I pull it up, I'm pulling up RIT schedule right now. They played Union earlier, and it was a 14-13 game. It was the one time they played. It was 14-13. So the bright side is this. Union knows how to compete with RIT. I felt like if it was an RIT-York game, RIT would blow them out of the water because RIT would not be able to be used to their transition, their speed, and know what to do. But since Union is also, expect a good, hard-fought battle. However, the Tigers will come out on top also. Dude, all I'm saying is I've called the Union train for a while now. Yeah, you have been. You have early been. on, dude, their midfield is a problem. It's a problem. So hopefully it's a good game, um, a great game like last year. But RIT, dude, I watched them play Tufts the other day. They're unstoppable. No, Man. but that, 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 that's the point I'm trying to say. If it was York, they would have been steamrolled like 26-10 or whatever it is, like right. every other team. But, but because they're in Union's conference and they've played each other, I'm, I'm expecting a good game. Unless RIT just comes out with some of the best coaching adjustments ever and it's over within the first eight minutes up 10-1 like they were against Tufts. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, dude. I mean, hopefully it's an exciting weekend of lacrosse. Um, can't wait to chat about it again next week. Oh, yeah. Go Terps, baby. Yeah. Good talking to you, Diz, and I'll, I'll keep in touch with you. All I got to say is this. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. Peace.